Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Here comes one of the greatest stories you've never heard. Pulitzer Prize winner Buzz Bissinger has a brand new book, You Know Buzz, He's had many literary successes, not the least of which was Friday Night Lights, also three nights in August. His brand new book is called The Mosquito Bowl, a game of life and death in World War II, says John Grisham on the front jacket, destined to become a classic. I devoured it. Hey, Buzz, welcome back. Congratulations. Hey, it's a pleasure to be uh, back, Michael, and you just put a beautiful tagline on what this book is about. The greatest story you never heard. That, that's exactly right. So Friday Night Lights was about Texas high school football, but really about so much more. And in many ways, this too, the Mosquito Bowl, it's about a particular football game and yet so much more. What was the game itself? The, the game itself, there was a real game. It was called the Mosquito Bowl. I would argue was the most improbable football game ever played. It was played on the island of Guadalcanal on Christmas Eve of 1944, several months before the next big battle, which turned out to be the bloodbath of Okinawa. 
The Marines were training there in the 6th Division. Uh, they've been training for months. Morale was bad. You know, Marines want to get it on. Any, any, I think, soldier or seaman at a certain point, a Marine wants to get it on. I, want, I don't want to keep thinking about it. I want to get in combat. I live. I die. The worst thing to do is to dwell on it. So anyway, there were two regiments of the Marine Corps, the 4th and the 29th, that were stoked and stocked with great college players. I, I mean great college players, some of the best in the country. And they would argue over who would have the better team if they played each other. And finally, some guy said, you know, we're Marines. We don't argue. We fight it out. So he said, let's have a real game as real as, as close as we can get. They built goalposts. They built a regulation field. They printed up programs with rosters. They announced the starting lineup. It was broadcast over the Mosquito Radio Network. And 1,100 Marines came and got drunk and gambled and had a ball. And everyone had a ball. Um, the score was 0-0, which I don't care about because the upshot was of the 65 who played in that game the mosquito ball 15 were later killed several months later at okinawa fine fine great american young men and that's really the focus of the book but let let me just stick with the football for a moment three all americans how many seven captains 18 who would be drafted Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, that's remarkable. Uh, yeah, seven captains stretching from Brown to California to Notre Dame. Three All-Americans, three uh, bona fide All-Americans. Tony Bukovich, who was drafted in the first round by the Cleveland Rams. Dave Schreiner, a two-time All-American from Wisconsin. And the personification of an All-American. I mean, handsome, kind, decent, self-effacing, um, and you know these these guys, and then that was a he was older uh, Bob Herwig, who was a great center for the University of California, and also starting a basketball player. Michael, they were great men. You know, we're they were flawed. We're all flawed, but I like to think of it. They were ordinary men rising to extraordinary circumstances in some of the most vicious, vicious combat of the 20th century. And in a new sacrifice. In a New York Times review of your book, they said this about you. If the author bemoans that the term greatest generation has become a tired bromide, the mission of his book is to restore the hard-won honor of that designation by focusing at length on what these men endured and how so many lived and died. He succeeds brilliantly, interweaving rich backstories of a few superior college football players whose sports careers and lives were upended and often ended by war. By the way, Buzz, you'll take that paragraph, right? <laughs> what, are you, what are you kidding? Read it again. That was great. Hey, um, we should tell everybody, remind folks who, who may know or know their history, this is an era when college football was king. I mean, t- today, I, I would argue college football is great, but the NFL is king. But the NFL was secondary status then, right? Yeah, being being a major college football star was a really, really big deal. You know, I looked at thousands of clips, and, you know, college football was always on the front page of the sports section, sometimes on the front page. Pro football was, was you know, it was considered to be played by a bunch of thugs, um, and college coaches then uh, told their players, don't go into the pros. You're wasting your life. Get an education and, and get a job. So college football was king. Even in the war years, you know, Notre Dame, USC, 60,000. Notre Dame Army, one of the great epic uh, rivalries of all time. So to be an All-American, you know, you were a huge, huge deal. And Buzz, one of the best programs in the country at the time was at West Point, Army. 
it's it's kind of counterintuitive though you you would think that they would be depleted because the country's at war so how was west point able to have one of the best college football teams in the country at that time well you're right i will never understand how this happened because i would i figured west point would either give up the service academies would either would either give up football or expedite training you know make it three months because a lot of officers were only trained for 90 days. And, you know, we needed officers. We were desperate for good officers, desperate. But at West Point, you got a three-year exemption. They required you had to matriculate for three years. And, you know, the, the pitch to great football players was you want to be drafted or you want to play for Army. So all these guys played for Army for three years and didn't have to worry about the draft and certainly didn't have to worry about going overseas. And I, honestly, I find it unconscionable. And I, I think I know who was behind it. I think it was Douglas uh, MacArthur, who was a brilliant general, but you know, was obsessed with making Army football great. He thought it was good for morale overseas. It wasn't. They resented it. Who would resent it? You know, you're you're up to your butt in, in mud. You're being shot at. You see the guy next to you in a foxhole get shot in the brain through the helmet. You don't care about Army football. And the fact that these guys uh, are playing and having a ball. It's going to make you berserk. There was great rivalry among the branches, but everybody hated the Marines. How come? Swagger, what they felt to be arrogance, but also, you know, what they felt to be carelessness. They, they, the Army in particular felt that Marines, it's not that they wanted to get themselves killed, but they weren't careful. They were so, so aggressive. And, you know, they thought they were the best. And I would argue they were the best in, in, in combat. Um, and the Marine um, ethos was advance, advance. The Army was much more about artillery, which I understand. The Marine was, you advance. You know, then they're infantrymen, a foot, a yard, a mile. And, you know, you take no prisoners. So the Marines were always sort of the, the ugly uh, step cousin. And they were aggressive. They hated the Army. They loved to steal from the Army. They loved to steal from the Navy. Um, well, but they buzz, were a tight, buzz. amazing group of men. Speaking of Navy, it was the Navy culture that regarded football as the best combat training. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I did. As this book unfolded, as I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to do it, just layer after layer of incredible information uh, got to me. And, and yes, you're right. The Navy saved college football. The Navy believed sincerely uh, that football was the single best source of combat training. Why? Because what does football teach, particularly back then? Violence, playing through pain, because many players were expected to play through pain, teamwork, discipline, and and never quitting. And those are some of the aspects that are important in combat and could make for good offers. Now, the Army felt it was malarkey, but the Navy had an officer training program where you could go to college and be um, eligible for extracurricular activities, you know, such as football. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I can tell that researching this book and it was a five-year proposition for Buzz Bissinger. By the way, there are about 100 pages of footnotes just to let you know how meticulous <laughs> was his approach. But I sense that this maybe restored, I don't know if you needed faith restored, but but this affirmed uh, the way you looked at this entire generation and probably because of the context in which you found yourself writing the book, meaning what's going on in the world now. Well, there's no question that as I, as I wrote the book, um, and you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. World War II was a horrible event in the world. Obviously hundreds of millions of, of people died, many and many of them, innocent civilians. But in the United States, uh, this showed me what can happen what we can accomplish, but there is unity of purpose when we are all dedicated to a common goal. Because everyone served in World War II in the United States. Uh, you know, women were in manufacturing. They, they kept industry alive. You know, uh, blacks served despite tremendous racism. And 
you know, every socioeconomic stripe serves. So you're in a foxhole, you're from Yale, and there's a guy next to you who's from Brooklyn, and you can't really understand him because of that Brooklyn, you know, Patoy. Uh, but you don't care. All you want is that he watch your back. And I think it was beautiful, and I think, I hope that maybe it shows us, maybe the book shows us what we can accomplish, and the best way to get back to greatness uh, is to put differences aside. You can have your own beliefs. I understand that. Beliefs are important. Freedom of speech is important. But can't we put them aside to get back uh, to that great moment in our history when everyone, everyone um, had a common purpose? I, I just... I think about it all the time. Buzz, who was alive that you were able to speak with regarding the Mosquito Bowl? And am I right that no footage, no audio, no video survived? You know, that's correct. And I know people have read the book and loved it, but they have also said, well, you know, there's really not much about the Mosquito Bowl. And that's true because there was nothing survived. There was no (laughs) video. There was no uh, audio. And look, you know, when I decided to do the book or thought about it, 64 of the 65 men who had played in that game were gone. There was one survivor who I interviewed. I did have notes from other people who had played, um, but, you know, it was a long time ago, and, and memories uh, become sparse. So the question was, could I really get at this book? But then I realized that some of the players, I profiled four players, and they had left a great paper trail, uh, letters home, report cards, drawings they had made as kids and so i said all right i i could do this because you have to fall in love with these guys you have to care about them and that was essential and you see them move from childhood to college getting into the marine corps and then into the horror of combat and michael this is a tough book i don't i don't hold back on the combat because i think we have to know just how horrendous it's not a movie it's not saving private ryan as good as it was it is beyond comprehension, and I really, really wanted to describe well, it. Well, can, can we can we say can we say something about Okinawa and what transpired and what arguably it led to in terms of Truman? Yeah, I mean, Okinawa turned out to be by far the bloodiest battle of the Pacific. It was started April one of nineteen forty five and ended eighty two days later, twice as long as we originally thought. Roughly two hundred and forty thousand Americans, Japanese soldiers and civilians died. And when I read that, I sort of did a pause. 240,000 in 82 days. That's roughly 3,000 a day. The Japanese uh, got better as the war progressed. You know, they were always about, you have to be on the offense and bonsai and all this stuff and the code of Bushido. They hid. We, We couldn't find them. They used the terrain. They hid in tunnels. They built up an incredible tunnel system. They hid in caves. The headquarters was a thousand feet below the ground, but the only way to get at them is to get at them. You know, you got to attack them because uh, you know bombs could not get to them. In any case, Truman was so horrified by the casualty rate, which was over fifty percent, and the amount of men who had died, that I am convinced that this is the primary reason why he dropped the atom bomb. I think he said to himself, "I we are not going to lose." another American boy on foreign soil. He was horrified because the next move would have been the attack of of the Japanese homeland. And if you think the Japanese were aggressive in the war, you know, when your homeland is being attacked, you will stop at nothing, at nothing to protect it. And, you know, I think he made the right move. I think he had to do what he had to do.
Buzz Bissinger's brand new book is called The Mosquito Bowl. I promise I won't give it all away for free, but there's an aspect that I buried. I buried the lead here, and that is your kind of direct connection. It's not a book in search of your father, but your father is a part of this story. How so? Well, this kind of blew me away. My father was a Marine. He was drafted out of Dartmouth in, uh, I guess, 1944. He was 19 years old. Um, I knew he was there. He never talked about it in any substance. He would kind of joke about it. He was just private. He just couldn't talk about it. You know, it would come up and he'd have to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And I honored that. That was his private zone. As I was doing the book early on, I said, you know, I might as well look up his records, see what his rank was and where he was, what regiment, what unit. And it's not hard to do. And I got the muster rolls. And I swear, I mean, we have the same name, Harry G. Bissinger. There he is. There's his name. And he's in one of the regiments that I'm writing about. He's in the fourth regiment. So the odds are he probably knew some of these guys. And the odds are he's probably at the Mosquito Bowl because he loved to gamble. He loved to drink. And they were all drunk on beer. And he loved sports. But that that blew me away. And I sort of that put me over the top. And I said, this is not a search for your father book. But it really is a book in which I can learn just what he went through. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I get, I pause because I get really choked up. It's just, I'm so proud of him, but he's, he's been gone for 20 years and I could never convey that to him, even with a hug. And I just, just, I'm so proud of him and I just wish that I could. Good luck, Buzz, with the Mosquito Bowl. It sounds like it's really destined for for great things. I know it's already working its way up quickly on the chart, and deservedly so. And thanks for your willingness to come by and discuss it. Great interview, Michael. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Buzz Messenger has a brand new book, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard it's called The Mosquito Bowl, A Game of Life and Death in World War II. I can see it already on the big screen. Can just see, you know, Tom Hanks, Ron Howard, their kind of... Uh, project hard, hard to watch but so important and it's interesting what he said about you got the guy from Brooklyn and the guy from Yale or whatever he used you have always said that 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 was the great equalizer right absolutely we need that common denominator we need what, that. that's exactly what we need no doubt about it common experiences instead of all this self-sorting and where we get our news and information and who we hang with etc 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 Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.